Hi, and welcome to the Mandan Bridges podcast, the podcast where different generations discuss topics from their perspective. I'm your host, Carla, your resident millennial, and along with me today is my co-host. Dean, and I am your resident baby boomer. Here's the question of the day. What percentage of people in relationships cheat? We'll have the answer for that question towards the end of the podcast, so please stay tuned. All right, so the question is, can men and women really be friends? Just friends, so platonic friends. And this is because a viral video of Steve Harvey is going around. It's something that he talked about a while back, but it's just becoming viral now. His argument is that men and women can't be just friends. He does not have any female friends. And that's because, in his opinion, 99.9% of men who are just friends with women is either because A, she shot him down, and B, he's just waiting in the wings for there to be a crack open up and he can slide right in there (laughs) and they can become more than just friends. Do you agree with Steve Harvey's opinion that men and women can't be just friends? I disagree because you can be friends. You can be just platonic friends. That happens every day. People are just friends with co-workers or someone of any kind of religious devote or just a regular person. Yeah, I kind of disagree. Sometimes you can be just friends. Okay, well, here's a follow-up question. And by the way, I should say, yeah, religious folks cheat too. (laughs) 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 Especially lately, we've seen tons of ministers and pastors and what have you been called out uh, by their mistresses or whoever, you know, when they get caught. We've seen pastors who they come out and apologize or they buy their wives an expenses gift as an apology or some kind of grand gesture. And we also have seen pastors who have stepped down. Actually, one happened this week, actually. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have seen them that stepped down. And also pastors who are serial cheaters. So just because they're holy don't mean they're really holy. <laughs> For my follow-up question, what if it's your partner, right? Your husband and that friend that they have of the opposite sex is an ex. Would you still be okay with them being friends? Definitely not. Uh, The only way you can be friends with an ex is if there are kids involved and you both have to co-parent. And at the same time, you can be cordial. But no, no ex-friends. Ex means ex and out of the scene, as far as I'm concerned. So, no. But what if um, that person's a part of their group from their, like their gang or their their little squad or whatever, from maybe from back in high school days or college days. So, you know, that group is still together. Would that change your mind or no? Or you'd have to be there when they're hanging out? Friends from a long time ago, like, you know, growing up together, schoolmates and stuff like that. Um, As you know, over time, people grow and change. And especially if the other person is now in a committed relationship, then I would think differently. But an ex, an outright ex, definitely no. (laughs) I draw the line at the ex. I draw the ex at the ex. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I do think men and women can be just friends. Um, and from all the different discussions that I've heard about this, and I've heard guys reacting to his uh, Steve Harvey's comments as well, and they're saying no, they don't agree with it because they've been they have female friends that they are not attracted to who they look at as like their sisters or their mentors. So, you know, there's no sexual attraction there. But in order to get a broader view on this topic, I've done some research and I was taking a look at the Scientific American site. They did a survey of 88 pairs of friends and they were separated and they answered their question anonymously. And what they found was that Basically, men felt that romantic attraction was mutual in the relationship, while women were blind to this mindset, and they saw their relationship as purely platonic, (laughs) and there was a lack of attraction on their part. And so they're saying, as a result, women consistently underestimated the levels of attraction, while men overestimated consistently. So then I was wondering, like, if any of these friends were married, their committed relationship, to see what their reply was. I found another section of this article where it was talking about that men were equally as likely to desire romantic dates with their taken friends as with their single friends, while women were more sensitive to their male friends' relationship status and uninterested in pursuing their taken friends. Then it gets even better. They did another survey. The results show that men had a harder time being just friends in comparison to women. And for men, they're seeing a myriad of opportunities for romance in their supposedly platonic opposite sex friends, while women see this friendship as purely platonic. <laughs> so they've also did another um uh, survey with 249 adults, many of whom were married. And um, the results show that younger males, four times more likely than females, report romantic attraction as a benefit of their opposite sex relationships, whereas males that were older, on the older end of the spectrum, were 10 times more likely to do the same. So basically, after listening to this article, does this change your mindset that men and women can't be just friends or is the sample size just too small and they just happen to be surveying people who apparently have no self-control or little self or little self-control? Is it just me or it sounds like as the older men get, the more of a dog they become? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Are they just maybe because they're older, they're in their marriage longer so they're bored or something not that it's an excuse but like what is going on yes i do still agree that men and women can just be friends um i'm not surprised about the older men because for one thing they're more lonely because most time they're not they're now widows or single and they have less activities going on and stuff like that but um I'm kind of surprised, though, that there's so many, so many uh, men that think that it's okay. As long as you're the opposite sex, then it's potential for a relationship, regardless of whether you're married, engaged, or in a relationship or not. So, but I guess it's always been said that men usually think differently than most women do. And they're always looking to, you know, take any opportunity that comes their way. So, 
not surprised at that too much. But we can still just be friends without any sexual overtone. It does happen. And um, a lot of people still, especially if you're not attracted to that person, then you can still just be friends on a platonic level. I do agree that men and women can be just friends and be in a platonic relationship. I also know that, like Steve Harvey said, there are some men who are, who can't do that. And we should also acknowledge that at least he knows himself well enough to know that he doesn't have that kind of self-control where he can be in a where he can have a purely platonic relationship with a female and therefore does not have any female friends and um, end up cheating, you know, which would be way worse. Now back to the question of the day. What percentage of people in relationship cheat? You want to take a guess? I'll say about 60% that cheats and the rest of us are non-cheaters. According to the infidelity statistics for 2021, about 40% of the relationship cheats and 25% of marriages see at least one incident of infidelity. In an issue of Marriage and Divorce Journal, it also stated that 70% of all Americans engage in some kind of affair sometime during their married life. So I'm guessing um, that they're talking about like flirting because they didn't say cheat. So it says some kind of affair. So I'm guessing some kind of flirtation going on or, you know, texting that's over the line. Would you consider texting cheating? Uh, depends. If you're texting real outrageous things like uh, nudes and all that stuff, then that definitely is cheating. Um, but you can text without being cheating, mm-hmm. depending on the conversation. Okay. Well, with all the different um, public stuff that you see online and here on the TV and, you know, all over the place, I'm really surprised that there's such a low percentage that does actually cheat. <laughs> Maybe it's just that they popularize and the few that does cheat, that it makes it seem as if there are more people cheating on, on a whole than there really is. So that's, it's kind of um, good to know that there are not as many people cheating as I thought from all the news stories and stuff. Yeah, and that's a possibility. It's also possible that not everyone is honest during the survey, so there's that as well. So I think it's probably 50-50. You have to probably take a bit of what the news says and take a bit of what the survey says and then split it down the middle. <laughs> you probably more um, get a better picture of the actual numbers. Since we were talking about cheating and everything, um, and we earlier were talking about friends too, so I just thought of this, like... Um, if you saw your friend being cheated on, would you tell your friend or would you keep it to yourself? Yes and no. Um, for most friends, yes, I would tell them I'd um, you know, sit them down, even though they might not be ready to hear it, and let them know this is what I see. You need to speak with your husband and find out what's going on because I think he's been unfaithful to you and let them deal with it from there and take the risk of losing my friend if they're not ready to hear the truth because sometimes when you tell your friend what's going on they think it's you know because you're jealous or because you don't like him and you want to break them up but yeah I think I would say something to my friend if it's my good friend 
I would say something and let them know what's going on. Well, that actually did happen to me when I was going uh, to school. My girlfriend, her boyfriend, um, we were all good friends in the group and we used to travel together. And when I found out that he was um, having an affair with some another friend in the group, I told him, you know, you need to let my friend know what's going on. Because if you don't, then I will. <laughs> not sure whether he did talk to her about it or not. But after a while, I waited and I didn't see him cheating. I didn't see him around with the other girl anymore. So I kind of left it alone for a while. I didn't tell my friend at that time. I just talked to him about it and kind of left it alone. As far as I could tell, he stopped cheating on her. So, so my answer to this question, yes, always. <laughs> I'm going to tell. Because I'm putting my myself in that situation and if, if I was in a relationship and he was cheating on me I want to know you need to tell me if you and I are true friends and I'm being cheated on you should let me know so if we're friends I'm gonna let you know and if we're true friends you're gonna know that one my biggest thing is honesty so I'm not gonna lie to you but if I tell you and then you're thinking that I'm lying or jealous or whatever, no, that's on you. And if that ends the relationship, then that's good too. Because guess what? I don't need a relationship like that. Because if we don't, if we're girls and you don't trust me, then we're not really, really girls, right? <laughs> because if you really know me, you know, I'm not going to lie about something like that. And also you're going to know where I stand on cheating. So I don't agree with people who say, oh, they don't want to get involved with that because they will lose a friendship. I'd prefer to lose a friendship because that means you do not trust me. If they get back together with that person, you know, fine, that's their decision. They have the information, that's their call. But where I stand on cheating is like, I'm cheated on, I want to know. I don't care if you're friends with both of us and you talk to him to tell me, like, I want you to tell me too, because even if he stops afterward, I'm still leaving his ass. I need to know. <laughs> and yeah, I know we have different marriages, but you don't know what the agreement or arrangement in people's marriages. That is true. Some people said it could cause embarrassment, but I'm sorry, but <laughs> what is more embarrassing for you to have your husband or wife out there cheating with everybody around town and everybody in town knows it but you or to have somebody tell you your friend tell you look your husband or wife is cheating on you which one would be more embarrassing right yeah i guess yeah that's another way to look at it and i guess usually if it's your good friend you usually tell them but if the relationship ends anyway before you say anything to your girlfriend then don't have to mention it. It's gone. It's over. <laughs> but if the relationship is still continuing, then yes, I'd uh, take her aside and say, you know, he's cheating. He or he was cheating. And let her decide whatever she wants to do. Because like you said, it's always better to know. Because most times you don't want to hear these things. But once you know, then you can make, you know, your own decision what you, whether you want to go ahead with the relationship or not. Mm -hmm. If your friend decide to take the husband back or the boyfriend or the wife or the girlfriend whatever back then I think you can also have a quick conversation with that person so it doesn't happen in the future like okay if we see this happen in the future you then you can have a conversation is this something you want to know and it could be a quick yes or no and you leave it at that it doesn't have to be any long drawn-out conversation 
So, you know, some conversations are uncomfortable to have, true, but some uncomfortable conversations are needed to have so you can get by stuff and move on with your life. Yeah, that's true. You have a conversation with your girlfriend so you know exactly what is what and then you know how to react to different things going forward, whether you leave it alone or you let her know and so she can do whatever she thinks is necessary. Person that I followed, he had an old laptop that he gave his son, his preteen son, and he thought he logged out of everything. So they were having a conversation with his son, and then he just nonchalantly said, Oh, by the way, I'm seeing your text on the laptop. <laughs> so apparently, I guess why that came up because recently he was sending some, you know, some text messages to his wife. <laughs> so the son saw the text messages. So he was saying, fortunately, um, his wife never replied. Because <laughs> I think that would probably be a whole not a scarring level for the poor kids. <laughs> his mom had replied. So they, you know, got the laptop and did a thorough scrubbing of it <laughs> and quadruple checked everything. What would you do if this had happened to you and your husband? And this is virtual in virtual life. Has this happened in virtual life or in real life? <laughs> and what would you, what did you do or what would you do if this had happened? Well, as far as I know, it hasn't ever happened in real life, but <laughs> um, if it did happen, I'm not exactly sure what I would do, depending on the age of the child at the time. Um, one person's uh, explanation was that they were wrestling, they were playing a game of wrestling. Because <laughs> those were younger kids, you could explain that. <laughs> but <laughs> if it's an older kid, like a teen or something, maybe just sit them down and tell them, you know, you need to knock before you enter and keep your, yourself out of our way. You know, we're adults and we need our private time. So you need to always knock before you enter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's basically what would be the conversation. <laughs> so according to Parent Map, their tips for how parents should handle the situation is one, you should not feel overly guilty and make your child feel a sense of embarrassment and conclude that sex is shameful. You should take a moment to collect your thoughts. <laughs> and so don't fumble and give a full-on explanation immediately. If the child is five or younger, don't over-explain and give too many details. If the child is five or older, you should discuss factually at, at a level that's comfortable for the child. You should not avoid the topic or wait till your child or children bring it up. And you should let the child know that he or she did nothing wrong by walking in. Oh, and also, you should invest in a lock for your bedroom door. <laughs> but I think most, I think a lot of people probably have locks, but maybe they forget to lock it. <laughs> well, for most um, adults, they have their own um, bedroom. And I guess most times you'll probably lock it when you need to. <laughs> Although sometimes you can forget to lock it. And, you know, if the child is sick or having a nightmare or something, then they usually come to your room then. They just might do that. So, yeah, like you said, explain in an age-appropriate manner. 
Um, that's your wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, for um, for all the kids, you know, they already know the facts of life. But let me ask you this question: Did you ever walk in on your mother <laughs> when you were growing up? No, no, because yeah. when we were growing up, it was a totally different scenario. Um, my parents didn't uh, live together full time, so it was a little different. And whenever there are adults around, you know, as kids, you go to your area and you stay away from the adults area. So <laughs> we, it's not something that ever happened because uh, you had to be in your own side of the house. <laughs> you can't visit the other section unless you're called. <laughs> it was a whole different um, scenario from how we treat our kids these days because we now, we, you know, your kids are welcome to come to your room at any time, more or less. Um, mm -hmm. Those days, you were told as a kid, you have to stay out of adult conversation. When there's adult conversation, you as a child, you have to go find some place outside to go occupy yourself and find some friend to go play with or, or something you never hang around them so yeah different different um upbringing we've reached the end of today's podcast thanks for hanging with us stay tuned until our next podcast don't forget to follow us on instagram at mended bridges and on facebook at mended bridges podcast please remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen to us Stay safe until next time. Bye. Bye.